Veterans Path, helping veterans find peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor through practical tools like meditation and mindfulness, physical and outdoor experiences, and a community of camaraderie. I'm John McCaskill, a Navy SEAL commander turned mindfulness teacher. Here on the Veterans Path podcast, I interview veterans, athletes, corporate leaders, and many others who found peace through the practices of meditation and mindfulness, breaking down the stigma of pursuing mental health and making it a priority, improving and saving lives. All right, welcome back to the Veterans Path podcast. It's uh, season two, and today my guest is former uh, Navy SEAL Mike Donnelly. As a former Navy SEAL, Mike knows what it means to put mileage on your body. Now he's the CEO of a CBD company, CBD Path, which donates a portion of their profits to a veteran-focused nonprofit organization. Mike also gives back to the community on his own time. Between operating several successful businesses, serving as a board member of the National Navy UDT SEAL Museum and the Trident House, Mike volunteers throughout the year in fundraising events across the country to raise money for the families of fallen seals, which I absolutely appreciate you doing that for our, for our brothers' families. Uh, stay tuned as we're going to find out a lot more about Mike here in today's episode of the Veterans Path Podcast. All right, welcome back. As mentioned in the intro, my guest today is former Navy SEAL Mike Donnelly. Welcome to the show, Mike. John, thank you very much for having me. And I'm not going to hold it against you that you're an officer. I'll still talk to you straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an officer anymore, man. I'm retired. I'm just a normal guy. Gotcha, <laughs> Actually, uh, I got together with, uh, with a team guy out here in Colorado Springs this weekend, and he was running through all these schools that he got to do. He's like, did you do this school? Did you do that school? And I was like, no, man. I was an O. I did some of the boring schools. I did like the military mili- uh, military planning and joint operational planning schools. I didn't get to do like the sniper school and and all the cool stuff. Uh, so yeah. So hopefully uh, hopefully we can find some common ground. Yeah yeah. So hey Mike, how how did you come to be? Uh, well, first off, when did you serve in the teams, and and how did you come to be in the teams? Uh, I served from 89 to 98, um, graduated high school at 17, um, didn't have a clear path on what I wanted to do in life, didn't want to go to college, school wasn't, school wasn't for me, um, didn't want to work a regular job like everybody else, didn't want to work for my father, who owned a business at the time, uh, so I scored high in the ASVAB at high school, Milita- military came to my high school and picked me up, uh, Army took me to their office and said, hey, you know, you could be a green beret. I'm like, that's cool. And I went and told that <laughs> I, left, I left that office and told everybody I'm going to be a green beret. So somebody recommended go talk to the other armed forces, went to the Navy. And this is before the books and the movies now. So yeah, right. I was just going to say yeah, TVs just became color around that time. <laughs> so, so I went and sat their office in a little, little cube. They showed me dudes jumping in and out of airplanes and jumping in and out of boats. And I was told they're the best in the world. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Give me a shot at that. So lo and behold, joined the military, boot camp, uh, A school as a gunner's mate. Um, there was no SO rating at the time. Yeah. Uh, so gunner's mate, and then to Bud's class 173, made it through first time, went to SEAL Team 4, uh, served at SEAL Team 4 for the rest of eight plus years, uh, sniper, um, special warfare comms, like, you know, all those schools got to all jump in. All schools. Yeah, I got to, got to go to all those schools, uh, learned a lot. Uh, became a man, became educated, became structured uh, with the military and what they gave me. So yeah, very, 
very appreciative of what I what I was able to gain in, in my uh, career. For sure, man. And and you mentioned this was before the books and uh, and all the movies about the the Navy SEALs, but it was also before the internet was a big thing. I mean, now you yeah. can just jump on Google and be like, hey, what what does a Navy SEAL do? What does an officer versus enlisted guy do? Uh, where do they serve? You can find out so much more. Uh, you know, SEALs versus SF. Not versus SF, but <laughs> what the differences are. Um, so, yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely a different world. Um, once you had decided that, what did that like? You said you made it through the first time. What did you do to prepare yourself mentally and physically for the training that you were going to go through? Well, like you said, the internet, right? So there was no internet, so you couldn't research how do I get ready. Yeah, right. I was a scrawny punk ass seventeen year old kid. I. I, I <laughs> If you not, um, it was it was sheer determination, sheer like if I quit, what did I have to fall back on? A lot of the guys that I saw that quit that didn't make it. I think we started with 127 guys, 18 of us made it out of 127, and out of the guys that I saw quit, they had something to fall back on. They had Plan B, they had the mom, they had the girlfriend that still loved them. You know, I didn't. I, my mom loves me. Don't get me wrong, but uh, <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have anything to fall back on. There was nothing. There was no Plan B. So if I quit man, life is going to suck. I was going to go to a ship and start sweeping and swabbing and, and chipping paint. That wasn't yeah. for me. So, you know, just, just uh, Irish look. I think uh, that no quit, that no quit attitude mindset, you know, making it to the next meal, making it to the next meal, making it to the next meal. Yeah. I think that's how we got to break down life. Uh, you know, break it down into little chunks at a time. If you look, if you look at the big picture all too often, uh, you get overwhelmed. And I know that's what a lot of guys that were next to me and Bud, and ended up quitting they they were like i'm not going to make it you know to third phase and we're like man you're in the middle of hell week <laughs> you gotta you just gotta think about making it to the next meal don't think yeah. about third phase don't think about heck don't even think about tomorrow just break it down into little chunks uh one of the, the sayings that i always share with our executive director that we say in the teams is how do you eat an elephant you eat an elephant one bite at a time and that's if you look at the whole elephant you're going to get overwhelmed and you're never going to never going to make it understand so, understand Big picture. Understand the big picture. See the yeah. big picture. But know to take it exactly. step by step. Exactly. Exactly. So then, after your time in the teams, uh, what what did you end up doing? I know you've gone the entrepreneurial route. I want to get into like what what you've been doing between what you say ninety eight, ninety eight and 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 now and then and then we get into uh, CBD path and what that what that's all about. Absolutely. So yeah, I went to the reserves, got out, went to the reserves for a bit down here in South Florida. I'm from Miami. So I, I came back to Miami when I got out. Went to the reserves and between 98 and 2000, it was boring as hell. <laughs> nothing. We didn't have boats. We didn't have, we had nothing. We went to a classroom every, what was it? What was, what was reserves once a month? We went to a classroom yeah. once a month. I don't know, I did not, I mean, it was really boring. And, and I just, I was overdoing that after that second year. Um, 2001 came around. Um, I had already established myself in a business. I was doing very well. So it was, it was, it was gut wrenching for me to see it. It was gut wrenching to know I wasn't there, uh, still active. And, and I made the decision right or wrong to continue my path on what I was doing and not go back active, uh, and yeah. not go back to the reserves is what it is. Uh, there's enough young guys that, uh, took my place. I'm sure qualified young guys. Um, so so I got out when I got out as a 10 year mark is like, okay, do I do this for the rest of my life? Make the decision now or get out and do something else. So at my 10 year mark, it was okay. I, I want to go do something, not be told where to go, what to do. You know, 
my whole my whole life and my whole career in the military as well. I mean, I wasn't a saint, and I was always getting in trouble, getting myself in trouble, <laughs> myself in trouble. So, you know, it was it was it was okay. Let's let's get out and do your own thing. Let's let's go be your own boss. Let's go, you know, do that. And actually, I got out for sports medicine. Uh, started going to college for sports medicine, and then working in the low voltage industry part time, uh, fire alarm systems, camera systems, access systems, doing that part time. College full time for sports medicine. Realized I didn't like school again. So the second time it didn't get any better. It didn't get any easier. It wasn't any fun. So, uh, but then I saw the business aspect, the business side of low, the low voltage industry and recurring revenue. So I stopped going to college full time. Got into working a low voltage industry where, and imagine this. It's it, and I go into this a lot. And I um, I've done some speaking before and 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 uh, helped people build businesses and stuff and. I started at the bottom. So as a Navy SEAL, 27 years old, sniper, the qualifications that I had, I'm now crawling through attics, pulling wire and rat shit and, <laughs> and, and I kid you not, and uh, insulation, crawling under houses and, and, and with infested under houses, pulling wire, installing systems. So I was a helper. I, I had to work for somebody else and have them tell me what to do every day because I didn't have enough experience. Built myself yeah. into a technician. From technician, I went into sales. From sales, I went to operations to running running the company. Um, and then from there, I got my own state license and built my own business. And I have one of the largest businesses in South Florida with offices in Atlanta and West Palm. And we own a call center as well, a central station, monitoring station. So I built a, I built a, a, a very nice company, strong base uh, to begin with right when I got out. You know, that's, that, was yeah. my first, that was my first venture to get accomplished. Nice. Well, you talked about crawling under the houses and, and I guess that's kind of like a couple steps down on the totem pole, right? From having been a, a sniper uh, or a SEAL with all these sniper qualifications, everything else. Um, now you're crawling underneath houses. That was probably pretty humbling for you. Um, how did you deal with that mentally, that transition that we all, as we transition out of the military, we all found very difficult. How did you do with that? Especially back in 98, I mean, there were fewer foundations that were helping, helping that whole process. How did you deal with that? Yeah, you know, interesting. So like you said, there weren't many programs. There weren't many people trying to get you into slots and get you into places. If there was, you know, I might've gone a different route. If somebody would approach me and said, hey, you know, we've, you know, this company's looking for this or this company's looking for that. Would I have been qualified? I don't know, but would I have given it that opportunity? Yes. Um, yeah. When I came out, I, you know, for the lack of a better word, I didn't have a lot of expectations. Um, I just got out knowing I wanted to do something else. Um, you know, I know I wanted to eventually be my own boss. I, I personally feel the American dream is to own your own company, to be your own boss. Not everybody can do it. Um, not everybody wants to do it, but I feel it's the American dream. And I think everybody should give that an opportunity. I, I tell all, I tell my staff and, and all my friends and family that, you know, own your own business, at least try it. And, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, so I knew I wanted to do that. And, and for the lack of, of any expectations, I just jumped right in and it was a good opportunity for me. I saw the recurring revenue in this business. Um, and it made a lot of sense to me, um, having, right. you know, sleeping at night and making money at the same time. Right on. And now as far as your, your giving back on your personal time that I mentioned at the beginning with, with the Navy SEAL foundation or sorry, the UDT SEAL museum, um, and, and Trident house. How did you decide those were uh, some of the nonprofits that you wanted to work with and, and give back to? Right. So when you, when you were in the team, did you know there was a museum, Navy SEAL Museum? Yeah, my, my platoon actually went down there when we were uh, uh, 
um, at, uh, we weren't at, where were we, Fort Walton? No, uh, I forget where we were, but we went down there as a whole platoon and we watched, uh, as a matter of fact, one of my platoon mates lives right next to it or right down the road from it. So it was like a, a, a obligatory that we had to go. And one of my favorite pictures is my whole platoon standing there in front of the guy in his UDT shorts, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I love that place. Well, and then uh, one of my guys, uh, J.D. Donaldson, he was my troop commander. <laughs> there's, a, there's a video of him uh, that's on like loop playing of him falling off the obstacle course. <laughs> so, so we gave him a lot of grief for that when we yes. saw him, uh, when we saw that video. But yeah, uh, I did know about that, but I know a lot of guys don't know about yeah. it. At all. I, did, I never knew there was a museum. I came back to Miami, you know, put my blinders on and, and went to work. Um, and then one of my good friends, Hector Delgado, I'm sure you know Hector. Yeah. So Hector, Hector reaches out to me, um, has to be 15 years ago or so now, 12, 15 years ago. He says, hey, you know, why don't you come up to the museum? I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, we have a museum, this and that. He was getting involved with the museum at the time. I'm like, all right, I'll run up there. I'll take a look at this. Pretty cool. Didn't know we had that. And I'm, I'm Miami, Fort Pierce. It's about two, two and a half hours away. Yeah. Shoot up there. I go to the museum. That had to be, again, 12 years ago or so. Took me about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And I'm like, eh, this is cool. I'll probably never come back. Like, it was... <laughs> There was not much to it. It was cool that we yeah. had, it was cool that it was put together, but there really wasn't much to it. Um, so then, you know, a year or two go by and then Hector reaches out to me and says, hey, you know, we're, we're starting to do fundraising. We're starting to raise money for the museum to build our legacy, you know, build a memorial wall and, and help our fallen seals out. So, you know, would you like to be a part of it? I, yeah, absolutely, of course. So I started um, doing demonstrations with the museum. Um, where we would go to Chicago, we'd go down to Ocean Reef and the Keys, we would go to different locations, set up demonstrations. I still repel, I still to this day repel out of helicopters fast rope for these demonstrations. So for me, nice. it's, oh yeah, it's awesome. So we go, we go all over the place doing these demonstrations, raising money for the museums. So from there, I got involved with some other nonprofit organizations and assisting them with raising money for, for nonprofit veteran organizations. And for me, you know, throughout the year, I get to I get to go have some fun, you know, and give back to the community and to the military that gave to me, you know, put me where I'm at today, no question about it. So for me, it's really fulfilling to get out there. And through this, I meet patriots, man. I, I meet some some patriots out there that just, you know, they want to do good by the military. And they don't, you know, they don't know how, they don't know when, why, what, or how, but you meet them and you talk to them and and you and, and they have an understanding of of what we've done and what we're still doing and, and what's needed from the veterans getting out. Um, and so when you have those conversations, you have those direct one-to-one -one conversations, it makes a big difference uh, with the money we raise and with the help that's, that's getting to our veterans now. Nice, nice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in this day and age, uh, I mean, heck, it was just 9-11 on Friday. Here we are on Monday after 9-11. We've been, been essentially at war for 19 years since then, right? And uh, some, some of the folks uh, were born and are just now coming into the military. Some of the folks are getting out, uh, like myself now, and and know nothing else of their military service besides being at war. Uh, and we've lost brothers and sisters in in combat, uh, in combat, in training accidents, everything else that comes with being a military member. And it's great that there are organizations like that that give back to the families that that help out. 
the families through the whole process. I mean, because that's uh, unbelievably tragic. The, the and, and just to imagine going through that as a family member without the nonprofits that are out there, uh, like like the Trident House, uh, like the Navy Seal UDT Seal Museum, um, and like like the other ones that we have out there now, Veterans Bath being one of them. Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So you're go ahead. Yeah. So, like you said, Veterans Path, and 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 the, there's a lot of programs right now in all facets for veterans. They just the veterans just need to learn what they do and where they are and how to get to them because there are yep. plenty. I hear it a lot where you know they don't know they have issues and there are problems and there's there's programs set up for them. They just don't know that they're there. So one of the yeah. big things is to educate people on where to go and where to find the help. For sure, yeah. Uh, like our our executive director refers it refers to it as the sea of goodwill. There's so many nonprofits now that are out there. It's it's tough to even know where to go for help. So it's uh, as a nonprofit ourselves, Veterans Path, it's tough to break out from amongst that that sea of goodwill and kind of um, sort out the the signal from the noise. Um, just to, to use a communications analogy there. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's awesome that there are so many people and so many organizations that want to give back. But it's also, as a service member, as a veteran, tough to know uh, where to go. I mean, right now, um, as I mentioned before, I hit the record button. I'm sitting in the Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center here in Colorado Springs. Great organization doing fantastic things for veterans here in, in the Pikes Peak region, Colorado Springs area. Um, but, you know, you have to know about this place, right? And, and uh, if, I, if I hadn't known about it, I wouldn't be here recording. I would have had to delay, delay this uh, or, or I would have recorded it out of my car, which I have done in the past. <laughs> awesome. Whatever it takes. Whatever it yeah, takes. That's right. So in, in the beginning, I mentioned, you know, you know what it, it takes to, to, or what it's like to be tough on your body. You know what it's like to be tough on your mind. Um, and I'm guessing that's kind of what led you to the, the CBD path, uh, pun intended there. So yeah. like, how, how did you come across CBD? What are the benefits of CBD? And uh, I guess we'll start there. What CBD, what is it? What, what are the benefits? And we'll go from there. To give you a little background of where how I started the CBD path. Um, yeah, you know, one of the other businesses that I've done is also I've owned I've owned gyms around the world and owned supplement companies, knowing about supplements and what the body needs and what it takes, um, and which transitioned me into understanding what CBD was and, and and what the uses were, and and in my time of doing the demonstrations and going to the nonprofit veteran organizations, I was running into a lot of veterans that were using CBD. And that we're preaching the benefits of CBD. Uh, good friend of mine, and, and I'm sure you know him, Rick Kaiser. You know, yeah, sure do. Yeah. So, so Rick had his leg amputated uh, from a freefall accident. Um, he had gone through surgeries, uh, had done another surgery. Had a long conversation with him uh, when he was up in New Hampshire, and, and he said that he was having a lot of anxiety, a lot of trouble sleeping, and, and with the pain. He said he got on CBD, and it saved his life. It changed his life. You know, wow. stories that I was hearing a lot about it and then and then to put that together my wife is also a, a marketing digital guru um, very intelligent uh, graduate University of Miami as an industrial engineer um, she had worked for she had some of her accounts for coca-cola and Gatorade and stuff like that to put their marketing branding together so 
she got hired at one point to put a CBD brand um, package together on their timeline, their three months, six months, one year. And so she did, a, she did a ton of research on CBD. Um, and I've always encouraged her also to start her own business. She's always been a corporate person. She's always been the, the nine to five and working for, working for somebody. And, you know, we've been married for 12 years and, and throughout those 12 years, I was like, you know, do your own thing, be your own boss, you know, try it. You're smart, you're intelligent, you know, so on and so forth. So one night she gets up from the house and she, she was finishing up her research on CBD and, and, and the effects and how you should market and brand and send. And she looks at me, she goes, you know, I think this is a viable business with the people we've already talked to knowing it works and knowing where it comes from to the research I've done now, we can get this in front of more veterans and educate veterans and educate people on the benefits of CBD. So it took me all of five to 10 seconds to say, absolutely, let's do this. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, and, and I, like I told you before, she's, she's the brains on the brawn. Like she's, this, <laughs> this thing doesn't move forward unless she says it does, unless she's, you know, she's involved. Um, I've got the business savvy and she's got the intelligence, but, uh, so that's where this thing grew from. Um, and, and so from there, one of our main goals is what we learned a lot is education, um, educating veterans, educating, you know, civilians that what CBD is good for. It's, it's not a magic drug. It's not a cure-all drug, but it does assist in some of the ailments that you may have in anxiety, insomnia, inflammation. It does work. We have People we don't know that that send us information. Like I had was only sleeping three hours a night. This is the first time I slept seven hours in a night. Uh, a friend of ours had their son has leg amputated from a motorcycle accident. Um, hadn't slept. He had been through 10, 15 surgeries. Hadn't slept in some odd 20, 30 days in the hospital still. You know, they gave him CBD. We told him to talk to the doctors ahead of time. Um, they decided to give it to him. And he slept the first night he took it. They called, called my wife crying in the middle of the night. Wow. So so nice. testimonies alone on what it's doing for people, for me, it's, it's like, it keeps me driven to keep educating and keep getting it out there. Yeah. So you got to forgive me, Mike, because, you know, I, I just recently retired from the military. So my experience with uh, CBD and these types of things are, is, is pretty minimal. So can you tell me, so you've got CBD and you've got CBD with the THC. Right. Um, so... CBD without THC, that's legal nationwide, right? Correct. Well, it's all legal nationwide. So it this, is, oh, okay. it's all legal nationwide. The states are trying to make a determination how they want to regulate it. So, so the, <clears throat> the federal government took CBD off the federal ban list in December of 2018. So, okay. as, of December, so as of December of 2018, it was legal to buy and sell throughout the states for the most part, you know, depending on how they, they wanted to regulate it. Now there's three types of CBD, the common three types. You have an isolate, which is just the CBD from the hemp plant, no terrapins, no THC. You have broad spectrum CBD, which is the CBD and the terrapins from the hemp plant. Then you have full spectrum CBD, which is the THC, the terrapins, and the CBD. But the THC to be legal has to be less than 0.3% of that hemp plant. Okay, so less than 0.3%. You're not gonna get you're not gonna get a euphoria or get a high by taking it properly. Um, okay. it does, you, you will hear people say they get a better effect from it, um, that that they feel like they have a better sleep from it. So there is a THC property in it, so it is affecting your body somewhat. Okay. So those are the three, right? And and to further that point with the military active, so 
I believe in don't quote me. You can quote me or don't quote me. It doesn't really matter. But <laughs> oh, I, dude, you're getting recorded. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did a situation with the military, and one of the situations was um, guys were were testing positive for THC, and they would turn around and blame it on CBD. I didn't know, and so you'd have to take a bunch to test positive, so to speak. Yeah. So I believe whether they whether it was the THC whether it was the CBD that they were getting the THC from or not, I don't know. But I believe because that scenario happened, the military said, you know what? We don't want to deal with it. No CBD for anybody active. Yeah. So if you're taking the isolate, you would never, ever, ever pop positive on a THC if you're just taking isolate. So. Got it. That's, you know, well, that's a yeah. Good to know. And, uh, and I will put the, I guess the disclaimer out there for our military active duty military or reserves who are still in, uh, <laughs> I guess, read your rules, follow what's uh, the guidelines currently. Uh, we are not trying to promote anything that's going to get you kicked out. Uh, but definitely, uh, I, as a, as a veteran now, uh, I'm always interested in knowing what can be done to, uh, kind of decrease stress, anxiety, um, depression, allow for better sleep. I mean, that's a, that's a big one for so many of us, which is why one of the reasons that some of the, uh, people in veterans past got involved with meditation and mindfulness was that helped them to sleep. But this sounds like you can get some of the some of the similar effects as far as uh, decreasing that anxiety, stress, and improving sleep through the through the CBD. It's part of your toolbox, right? So yeah. there's there's no wonder drug, there's no cure all drug. It's just something you're gonna sure. put in your toolbox, like meditation, the right thought process. CBD is one of those things that's in your toolbox that you know what I'm not sleeping I'm not sleeping well or my sleep isn't consistent. This is something that can possibly assist you it's assisted other people's you know we have rubs uh for the joints and the muscles that alleviate some of the pain and and it's there's a lot of studies still and and like and like i mentioned before the act the, the military right now active military is kind of swaying a little bit so there's some studies going on we've talked to the va hospitals on getting cbd into the regiments yeah um, so we're doing some pilot studies right now so hopefully eventually that'll open up for veterans to get cbd from from the VAs and get them off the opioids. So that's big too. You know, if, if yeah. you can get somebody to really believe in the process and, and believe in the product and, and believe it's going to help them, it, it, it could, it could stop that scenario where they're going to opioids to, to help them out as well. For sure. That would be huge. Uh, I mean, why not? Right. If, if it's got the health benefits that it's got, um, it's got uh, the, the sounds like the stress, reducing elements in it the anxiety uh, yeah so it's got all that but but because it's made from the marijuana plant there's that no. stigma no that, you're wrong no it's from, it's from hemp hemp it's a hemp plant there are two separate plant. plants there's okay. two separate plants this is a hemp plant and not the marijuana cannabis plant two okay. separate two separate plants so then so why why is there such the stigma that surrounds it Big pharma, you mean? I'm sorry, did you say big pharma? No, uh, no, the stigma. Why is that? <laughs> but I guess I guess that's it. Huh? <laughs> it's like, you know, if you can't if you can't sell it through your doctor and through a pharmacist, you know, is it you know is it really good for you? You know, is it yeah. you know, turmeric? Is it you know what type of you know what are we looking at here? So right. that's probably one of the reasons. You know, probably one of the reasons. Uh, I mean, CBD was taken back in the 1800s. You know, it, it had been taken for many. You know, CBD's been around for a while. The, the hemp plant's yeah. been. Around wow making t-shirts making blankets yeah over, 
shipping oil. So it's been around for a while. I believe just some big government got involved and it was easier to sell you an opioid and make money on it than it would be to grow your own your own hemp plant and take some CBD oil and maybe alleviate, you know, not taking aspirin or some of the other situations. Yeah. So it was taken off the the national ban list in 2018, you said. Um, and now, I mean, here in Colorado, I'm driving around and there's signs for CBD oil all over the place, right? I mean, like every second corner, there's a sign for it. How, how do you break yourself out? Uh, you know, I mentioned breaking yourself out as a nonprofit, breaking yourself out in that uh, noise and, and being heard. How do you break yourself out as a CBD company in amongst all the companies that are out there now since 2018? Great question. So, so throughout business, I've owned a lot of businesses and in the marijuana industry, I'm involved in a few marijuana companies. We've got one of the first legal licenses to grow and sell marijuana in Jamaica, a company's named Kaya. Um, and, and, I, and I don't smoke marijuana because it's something I, I, I take my CBD and that's good for me. Um, yeah. You know, so if in business, if you feel if you feel like you can't do a business because there's too many people that you shouldn't do, you shouldn't be in business at all. Um, there's the pie is always big enough. It's always big enough. We have 300 something million people in the United States, 7 billion people around the world. The pie is big enough. You know, so yes, a lot of a lot of corporations got involved in CBD, a lot of mom and pops uh, got involved in CBD. The industry is the industry really was saturated. It's a little less saturated now. If you plan for the, the long run and you plan for the big picture and you're putting the time and effort and you have the money to put behind it to keep marketing and branding and educating, then I think you're going to do well. Um, if you try to jump in it to make a quick buck and, and thought you're going to you know just crush it without having yeah. the right process behind it, you're probably not going to do so well. So I don't ever I don't ever believe in that. Um, there's too many people. Why did you do it? But and, and on, on the side note of that is yeah, how am I? How are we differentiating ourselves? So I know a few team guys that have hemp. Uh, totally respect them. I hope they do very well for themselves. Um, our initial, our initial path was veterans um, because I dealt with a lot of veterans who were taken, and it made sense the story, the, the stories I was getting and the feedback I was getting. So for me, it's like okay, I don't think all the veterans know that there's a, this product out there that could assist them, that could yeah. possibly them from taking opioids and just have better quality of life, better health and wellness by taking CBD. So for me, you know, my angle was, let me get this in front of veterans. Let me educate at the cbdpath.com. You take a quiz and I apologize for getting really, really into the CBD part of it. No, no. Hey, that, that's what I asked you about. I appreciate it. Our, our website, we have a quiz. Uh, so most people don't. So it's the who, what, when, where, why most people don't know why to take it, when to take it, how to take it. I mean, it, it's a large, you'd be amazed at how many people that want to take it, but don't know anything about it. So yeah. we have a quiz that if you can narrow down, we, you go step by step and we narrow down to, if this is your situation, this is the product you should look at and this milligram, and this is how you should take it. So we have a quiz that'll take you down to something. We have a blog on our website that educates you uh, item by item on anything related to CBD, the process, our, our um, bottles have QR codes on it so that you can actually see where the hemp came from and the lab right. result in every bottle. So we were very, we wanted to be a high quality um, company with high quality products and educating people on when and how to take it. Cause we're trying to go to a 501 C three as well. So we're working right now in the process. What I want to do is get this out to veterans that can't afford it. Um, I think it's a great product that veterans need to have as well as civilians. There's one of our biggest States right now is New York. One of the biggest States that we sell a lot of CBD and it's because of the anxiety, the feedback that we're getting is the anxiety that's going on. So one of our biggest COVID. Things, yeah, due to COVID lockdown, yeah. the rockets, 
you know, there's a lot of anxiety. So we have a lot of people buying uh, our CBD tinctures uh, just to just to cut the edges off that anxiety to give them a nice yeah. day. Um, Interesting. So education 501c3. We're moving to that because I'd love to get this out to to veterans that can't afford it. Yeah. So that's our next step. So I talked about at the beginning uh, CBD packs giving back to veterans organizations. How yeah. how how is that working and, and who are you giving it back to? This is our first year we started. Our first year was January, 2020. So we okay. launched, launched January, 2020. Obviously the museum is dear to my heart. Uh, so yeah. they're, one, they're one of our big benefactors, the museum, the Memorial wall and the Trident house is one of our big benefactors. Uh, we have swim with a mission up in New Hampshire that does great for veterans. They're going to be one of our benefactors. So toward the end of this year, see where we fall, see where we lay out with the company, you know, where we've grown. And we've grown every every month from month to month. We've grown in sales nice. every month. So yeah, it's been really, it's, it's been incredible for us. Um, and the feedback's been phenomenal. So, so the museum being the key one for me. Um, and then there's some other nonprofits that I've worked with before that do great work. And I know where the money's going and I know the programs it's going to. So that's where, that's where we're putting our profits from our, from our sales. Right on. Well, thanks for thanks for doing what you're doing with the the nonprofits, both as yourself, Mike, and then through CBD Path. That's uh, that's awesome. And uh, I know that uh, you've got an important call coming up, so I want to be respectful of your time. So thanks thanks for taking some time today to kind of explain uh, who you are, what you've been doing, and then the ins and outs of CBD. Because I I want to make sure as people are uh, weighing their options, uh, if you will on what they can do to better their minds, better their bodies, that we educate them properly. Uh, so that's, uh, that's another side uh, bar passion project of mine is that we, we educate people on what's, what's available out there. So um, if, if we're wrapping up here, Mike, what have we not talked about that you wanna make sure the audience hears? Mental mindset, you know, um, I've been pretty lucky to, to have, made the choice of joining the military and, and, and having those 10 years of structure and discipline and, and learning a trade and a craft. Um, and then taking that from there and continuing being positive, continuing being, um, like I wake up every morning and, and I just love waking up. I love being alive. I love, I love every day. I love business. Um, it's just, I, I enjoy life. You know, I, I work out every day. I, my fitness is, is pretty good. Um, I make sure that I'm at the best shape I can be in. Um, on Thursday, I'm doing um, an epic charity challenge, uh, raising money for nonprofit veteran organizations. Uh, we're, we're hiking the Grand Canyon, going from, right. the north, going from the North Rim to the South Rim and the South Rim to the North Rim uh, this weekend. Doing that with uh, Lance Cummings. I don't know if you know Lance. Uh, the name is Bell, but I can't put a, I can't put a face to her. How, how old are you, John? I'm 43. You're 43. Oh, you're a young buck. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, Thank you. And that, that makes me feel good because yesterday <laughs> I saw somebody post a, a picture on, uh, on social media about class, bus class 334, making it through Hell Week. Right. Like, oh, man, I'm starting to feel old. I'm bus class 239. Uh, but okay. but gotcha. thank you. For <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, so mindset's, mindset's key. And we all see it and you hear it all the time. But, you know, it's living it. It's putting it's putting it into effect, right? So, you know, something we didn't talk about is just everybody needs to be positive. They need to do the best for themselves, and that's fitness. You know, their mentality. You know, all across the board, man. What you what you surround yourself with is who you're gonna be. You know, and and yeah. 
everything I've done to this to, to this day, you know, I'm, I am completely satisfied and happy with and, and how I've gone forward in life, you know, through the yeah. military, the civilian world. Um, right on, yeah. man. Well, yeah, what's the saying? Like, you're the average of the five people that you hang around with most or something like that. So surround yourself with the best five people you can. <laughs> so. No question. No question. Well, cool, Mike. Um, as far as folks uh, reaching out to you to find out more about you or about CBD Path, what's the best way for them to go about doing that? Well, um, if you go through the CBD Path, you can go to cbdpath.com where you can contact me through there. I have, I have uh, email mdonnelly at cbdpath.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm pretty funny on Instagram. I'm, I hardly have clothes on if that, if that interests you. Uh, actually, <laughs> well, here's, you know, so I just did a calendar. I just did a, uh, I just did a firefighter, a firefighter's calendar. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So a uh, great organization. They give back to burn victims. They give back to PTSD and, and firefighters. Yeah. Um, so they have a great program where they give money back from the proceeds from the calendar. So I ran into the guy that organizes the calendar and runs a calendar. Him and I were, him and I were at another function um, for the writers of South Florida, um, drama, drama writers for South Florida. And we were on the panel where they were asking us questions for their books and stuff. So we became friends. He says, hey, I, I do this calendar. Would you be interested? Absolutely. I'll do a calendar any day of the week. So, <laughs> so I just jumped in that calendar to raise funds for their, for their, uh, for their um, nonprofits that they run. So that'll come out this Christmas. That was cool. And I'm doing this this weekend. I'm, I'm doing the Canyon, Canyon hike for uh, – for the charity for the trident charity house as a matter of fact um so yeah man i'm busy man yeah uh, what's uh, what's, your, of, uh you know, what's your name on instagram man oh i'm sorry yeah uh, mike d frog m-i-k-e-d frog f-r-o-g right on man I'll, i'm gonna add you right after this what's your, and what's yours can i have yours <laughs> mindful frog man <laughs> mindful frog mindful. man I, oh i follow you I, yeah i got you okay good good, good. yeah Excellent. yeah well cool brother it's, uh, it's been fun talking with you, and uh, I'll make sure that I post all your contact information and more information about your website when I release this. Uh, it's probably going to be a few weeks, but uh, it'll, it'll be coming out soon, and uh, I'll make sure you know about it. So thanks very much for your time, Mike. No, thank you for what you're doing. I really appreciate it. Like anything, any, anything you need from me, any collaboration, anything I can, I can help you out in, join in, whatever, I'm here for you, man. I've got, obviously, I've got plenty of time. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, hang around a bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit, hit stop on the record button and hang around for a second. For our listeners and viewers, thank you again for listening to or watching our show. Please check out Veterans Path online at veteranspath.org. We too are on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit the subscribe button here on the podcast or here on YouTube. Leave us a comment, a review, a like, and again, share it with anyone you feel needs to hear our message. And remember, you can directly support Veterans Path by clicking on the support button on the podcast or by visiting veteranspath.org forward slash donate. Thank you all and have a blessed day. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Veterans Path Podcast. Please follow us on social media and think about sharing your story with us there and potentially on the show. Together, we can make mental health a priority improving and saving lives.